Hey guys, it's Teresa, the host of You Can Tell Me Anything, the podcast you're listening to right now. Thanks for listening. I just want to let you guys know we do have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash tellmeanythingpod, and you can now join and become a member for just $1. I just posted today, um, I guess that's Monday, I just posted Monday, July 23rd, a new secret video confession that's only available to Patreon subscribers, so subscribe if you want to see what that video confession is all about. Also, big news, I will be doing bonus episodes starting probably next month, depending on when I uh, when I can get to editing them, but those will be available to all tiers, so for just $1, you can get access to those bonus episodes, so get in on that on the ground. Um, also, I will be doing some stand-up shows out of California. I'm going to be in Austin for the Out of Bounds Comedy Festival at the end of August, and I'll also be doing shows in Houston and um, a couple other cities, which I will announce soon-ish. So if you're interested in coming to see me and you live in uh, Texas, uh, let me just follow, I don't know, what, it's late, I'm recording this at 11.30pm, just follow me on Twitter, at Larissa T, I'll announce those dates in the coming weeks. Um, and okay, before we start the show, I just want to say thank you to all of the Patreon subscribers that are joining us. Thank you to Jarek Galang, thank you Kevin, Anthony Pulio, Nolan McLean, Chrissy Myers, James with no last name. Wow, it's pretty cool of you, James. Just like Madonna. Uh, Christina, also no last name. Russell Bowman, Ashley B, James McDonald. Ooh, it's second James. We've got a big James demographic here. Roxanne Fournier Hoyt, sorry if I butchered your name, and Ali Keycoffer. Thank you guys so much for joining the Patreon. Welcome um, and enjoy the show. All right, bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real This is Teresa, and you're listening to Tell Me. <laughs> you can tell Sorry. me anything. <laughs> no, uh, well, that voice you hear is my guest. Uh, I'll just go ahead and introduce him now. Yeah. Yoni Lotan. Hello, how are you? I'm great. I'm so sorry for for gig- like <laughs> giggling during your intro. No, it's okay because we are. Uh, we are, I should mention we're in my living room, <laughs> which we're normally in a studio, and it and it, it was. Uh, it was a bizarre way for me to start. I literally went from like talking to a friend to like, "Hey guys, what's up, listeners?" Yeah. So so. But I it's funny <laughs> because your apartment actually is modeled like a recording studio. Yeah, there's actually there's people watching us from behind that wall. Yeah, like so. doctors with like moss. You know, the, the doctors in the recording studio. You know, how I feel like that doesn't happen anymore. Whatever you see in TV, where like doctors would watch a surgery like oh from above yeah yeah i feel like i've never seen that in like like i've never seen that well usually life. when you're in surgery you're knocked out so you, you oh, wouldn't know yeah. and also i guess they're not gonna like sell tickets to like the public to see <laughs> surgeries but you know it's always it always seems like such a dramatic like you know in seinfeld when he drops mm-hmm. the mints it is, no, I, I sometimes wonder about that if things that we are used to seeing in Hollywood are even real. Like, I'm so used to, s- like, I think of, like, how a courtroom goes, and I've never been in a courtroom. Uh-huh. I, I think of all the things I'm so used to. It, I mean, we you yeah. do improv as well. I'm just, like, when I used to do improv, just being like, this is how this kind of scene would go. 
but I only know from watching Hollywood movies, and so much of that is just not realistic, not at, realistic all. at all. Yeah. I would love to know what is the most, the biggest difference from like a TV show thing to like, uh, like I wonder if there's like a reversal. Like I wonder if like, um, I wonder if like scuba diving is like, like way more fun than, oh, than like yeah. a TV. I don't know. <laughs> this is a bad reference. No, but no, no. You know what I think? I think everything like everything like army government related is yes. totally off because I think it's much more bureaucratic. Even police stations. But I guess Brooklyn Nine-Nine kind of goes into that. But just like before we saw a lot of comedy mm-hmm. office um, police things. Oh, yeah. It was more Real just world. like always out on the street. But like so much of government uh and city planning is just offices and just and like paperwork. meetings and yeah. like powerpoints answering phones taking messages mm, mm, mm. and everybody yeah i guess and everyone's hot yeah and everyone's <laughs> so hot <laughs> i just saw that movie <laughs> yes i just saw that movie tag but <laughs> it was whatever it was i mean it was entertaining some parts of it are entertaining it was a yeah, little slow in the middle but you know it's based off well, that's what I was going to say. My friends. Oh, no, you know them? I'm one of those guys. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am not no, I was going to say, at the boys. end of it, they show footage of the actual guys. Oh, really? They're much, you know, they're what you, ex- they're not Hollywood at they're all. They're not John Hamm? They're nice. They're nice looking people, but it's just like a bunch of old, like they're much older for one thing, and they're just all kind of <laughs> look the same. So it's not as like, you know, it's not as pretty picture where it's like everybody has like a type. It's not like a boy band. It's just like a boy band, but all of the one older. a bunch older, of white guys. Old fat dude like of all jc she says uh-huh. um but yeah but also they seem cool and fun but it's also like the thing where you're like oh nothing in the real world's ever good enough for yeah the screen yeah <laughs> which is uh which is unfortunate anyways was there something else i was gonna say in my intro i really i like just going right into it not really i guess i was just gonna say this is the podcast where people confess things to me they've never told anyone Mm. um but you guys probably already know that if you're listening but if you guys do have a confession there is a way for you to confess as a listener you can call the confession line 323-388-3521 which is cool but Uh, yeah can i just say something yeah go for it about confessions in general Uh uh-huh I think, and I was thinking about this when I was trying to think of like my confession to tell you, uh, it's amazing that we all have them. We all have these things that, these memories, these experiences that like kind of like are just for us only Mm -hmm. and they've affected us. And I think it's very healthy to have that. And I think it's also very healthy to let go of some. Sure. And I am just saying, listener, if you're listening, like, it's okay to let go of some confessions. True. Oh, are you saying sometimes you hold on to them because you want to keep it as a confession where you don't, you don't want to, like, let the air out? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, like, and not to, not to get, not to, like, spoiler alert on my confession, but my confession is, like, something small, but something that has been, like, I don't know, just part of my, like, relationship with doing, with wrongdoing. Sure. (laughs) And I think about it a lot, but it's, again, very small. And uh, I think it's, like, I don't know. I feel like. It would happen at an influential time in your life. So those things get mag. Like, if you're seven years old and something happens, you're probably going to remember a lot more because you just have less. Sure. Memories to compete with. Exactly. I just think, like. What I'm basically trying to say is it's okay to be bad, but it's okay. But 
with it's okay to be bad as long as you're learning and you're aware of why it's bad and like what makes it and like and you as a human being dissect in your brain why do I feel bad about this? Yeah, we've talked about that a little on the podcast, but I really I'm a firm believer of like the more uh, internal moral compass mm-hmm. and I don't always I think the justice system is there because obviously we need rules, but I really think a lot of people I don't really believe in like corporal punishment because I think that just teaches you not to get caught. Yeah. But I think so much of my like a lot of times you learn things just by feeling bad after doing something bad yeah. and then just not wanting to do it again. Exactly. Obviously it's not true for everyone. Some people like to get away with stuff, but I do think there some is a way to are, learn. Some yeah. people are Danny Oceans out there. <laughs> right. But also, you know, if you're, yeah, if you want to steal a lot of money and and you want to be cool about it and it's kind of like a, makes a cool movie, then I think you should do it. Yeah. Steal from the casinos. Or maybe you're They're Danny bad. Ocean's sister, Danielle Ocean. I haven't seen the I new. I didn't see the movie yet. Was, is that, is, is uh, Anne Hathaway, who is Dan- Uh Sandra Bullock plays, I sister? believe, his sister. And I really hope it's Danielle Ocean. Danielle Ocean. <laughs> um, or just Danny, but D-A-N-I. Oh, it could be it. Mm-hmm. That's a, but that's a mistake on the parents' part. <laughs> <laughs> to just name their just kids. do Danny. I mean, it makes things easier. Danny, yeah. Come to dinner. There you go. Mr. They both come. It's Mr. me, Mister Ocean. Mister. <laughs> that's true. Everybody right? would be. Everybody would be an ocean. They would. Um, but so you do you have confessions that you think about? Do you? I guess in in your daily life, do mm. you? How do you? Do you have a confidant, someone you sort of get things off your chest to? Oh yeah, for sure. I think um, it's extremely important to have that, and I think like, you know, I just think like, yes, I do have that. I have four like core friends. I have like four people who I've known since childhood. My tag friends, if you Your will. Your tag friends. Uh, and they are people who I could tell them something and get an honest, mm-hmm. earnest response from them without any, like, um, judgment. Like, And that's the thing is, like, you know, we're humans. We fuck up. Yeah. We do stupid stuff. We say stupid things. And I think it's very unhealthy to be like, like, don't say that. You're stupid. <laughs> but it's very easy to be like, I said that, and I'm sorry, and I want to learn why I said that, and I want and I want to learn how I could not say that anymore because I'm things I said have hurt people's feelings. You know, I feel like it's good to have an outside source, like a friend, to tell you when you're, you know. Yeah, you're just out there slinging insults and uh, exactly feeling bad about it. Yeah, I I I keep calling people fuckos. No, I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> Well, uh, I do think there is some. Well, there there have been studies that show that like if you hold a secret, it almost has a physical weight. Like oh, you yeah. move slower th- in like physical ways. But I do feel like sometimes like I'm really I'm good at keeping other people's secrets, but I'm really bad at keeping my own. I think so much of that is because I just mm-hmm. I, the Real, idea of confessing yeah. to me is such a relief that I love doing it. <laughs> like throughout my life, I've I, almost to the extreme. I will like confess my feelings to people yeah. who are like, I don't need to know everything, exactly. I'm like, but I need you to know. So I'm not bearing it's, this alone. hundred <laughs> percent. Like, it's so funny as an actor. I'm really bad at lying. Uh-huh. I'm like really bad oh, at, really? when it comes to like my own personal thing. Like it's, I'm really bad at like holding something. I, I love to tell people things. 
<laughs> Are you thinking of a spe- do you have a specific time in mind when uh, just like let's say I have some information on myself that I cannot share and then someone's oh, okay. like, "Hey, do you, what happened with that thing?" And, and then I'm you're like, like, "I can't tell anyone, but I'm going to tell I you." I can't tell you. Like my face will just like uh. <laughs> I don't know, it's it's very hard for me to lie or like I mean, it's actually I love the this is a great conversation. How do you feel about lying? Like lying mm. I think is such a interesting thing because we do it and why do we do it we do it because it's a survival instinct so i think it's like natural to lie i love not lying i try my best not to lie as much as possible me too i mean i wrote my college acceptance essay about honesty (laughs) such a nerd but i like for so long was such like on principle just hated liars and because i don't like the it's always a personal thing i think everything we don't like or do like comes back to ourselves like we're all selfish people no matter how selfless we think we are so in my mind i'm like i don't like cheaters and liars because i don't like bad people Mm -hmm. the truth is i don't like getting lied to Mm -hmm. because i like to be in control so as soon as i know somebody is a liar not like not like somebody lied once but when i know like oh this person's a liar i just feel like my whole worldview has changed like i can't trust anything they say Mm -hmm. even when like i probably can trust some things (laughs) So I really don't like getting lied to, but uh, I'm actually doing this podcast and talking to people and about their lies has kind of evolved my point of view, where I think I, I'm more a believer of like people figuring it out on their own and being on their own journey yeah. and like letting go of like, it's not about you. Exactly. Like that person lied because they had a reason. they're definitely, people are lying because they are struggling with something. Yeah. And that's why I think it, I try not to lie as much as possible because I think it's healthier and you, your body doesn't struggle. Like you're not, it's kind of like um, if you surround yourself with as positive environments as possible, you will live a positive life. So like if you lie, I feel like, you know, they say like, like what goes around comes around. Yeah. I think a big part of it is because it's like, it like, um, uh, it's it feeds into other lies right? exactly and like, it's oh, like a it. physical like not and mm-hmm. then it stays in your system and it physically makes you less than who you are as a person right you have you're literally wearing a mask yeah uh but again like we were saying before like five minutes ago like we all lie because it's like something that we've learned is a survival sure. skill um yeah well, speaking of, you were talking about being positive. Um, do you have something good you want to confess? I like to kind of oh, start nice. as an icebreaker. I know we've already chatted, but. Um, something good I want to confess. Yeah, you know, like something you're proud of or something that you did and maybe nobody knew about, like a, ni- a good deed you did in, in your, just when no one was watching, that kind of thing. Um, here's something that uh, my stepdad does and. I kind of like took after him because I think it's like a very nice little thing. Uh-huh. Uh whenever I see a penny on the floor, if it's heads up, I take it for good luck. Find a penny, pick it up. But all if day if long. the penny is upside down, if it's like tails up, I flip it and leave it there heads up so somebody else could get Oh, that's really nice. Isn't that sweet? And I like I don't this is the first time I told a person I do that. But yeah, it's like <laughs> something that like my stepdad does and I was like, 
oh, that's like a nice thing to like contribute. Like just like who knows, maybe uh maybe I don't know, someone's like having a bad day and they see the penny, it's like a, a little mood brightener. A heads up. That's really sweet. So yeah, I've heard find a penny all no wait, what is it? Find a penny I don't know heads up all day long, you'll have good luck or something. But I uh but do you believe so heads up is good luck. Is, do, do you believe that tails is neutral or bad luck if you see it? I don't think it's bad luck. I think it's just a penny that's not ready to be picked it's up. Like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, so like, I want to like help it get ready to be picked up. Oh, you're like, uh, yeah, you're like Johnny the Apple booker of, of pennies. You're just exactly. like, I'm going to put you on the big stage. Yeah. So that's like <laughs> something that I do that I, I guess I could confess. Yeah. That's a great confession. Thank you. Cool. Um, well, I I often play games with the guests. I wanted to play a game today mm-hmm. that is based on um, embarrassing moments from teen magazines. It's called Guess What Embarrassing Thing Happened to These Teens. Basically, I don't know. I don't think it's as big of a thing now because the internet and social media exist. But when I was young growing yeah. up, embarrassing moments was the section that I like to read the most out of all the girl teen magazines. Mm-hmm. You know, it's really like just prize winning literature yeah um even though i'm pretty sure all of it's fake but at the time i was like wow these people are really bearing their souls so anyways that's this is this game is to pay homage to that so i've found all these stories from 17 magazines trauma rama section okay uh which is a magazine and i'm gonna basically this is how the game works i'm gonna give you the title and then two choices of what it's about great you just have to guess what it's about okay and then i'll tell you and i'll read it guess like what yeah, what the story is. So you're familiar with these. It's sort of like, oh, no, you know, my my, my boob popped out. Uh-huh. I got my period. That kind of thing. <laughs> it's almost always. You went to like a southern exit. <laughs> oh, oh God, did. my boob popped out. My boob. My mama. Mama. Mama, get over here. Mama, my boob popped out. <laughs> okay, there's some enunciation there. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a lesbian, and yeah. my boobs are out. I, yeah. uh, okay. <laughs> so. I tend to slur my words, so I'm always, I'm always conscious of enunciating. Yeah, me too. And I recently realized that I can't like enunciate as much as I used to. When I was a child, you did tongue twisters, and it was always felt like a like a joke to do it because you're like, of course everyone can do it when they want to. And yes. now I'm like, when I try to, it's not quite there. No. Because I haven't really, I mean, I don't see, do, see, yeah, see, she, I can't, she sells seashells by the, I can't do it. Okay. See, I'm working on it. Already fucking How up. now, bro? She sells seashells by the seashore. Good job. I can really tell you're an actor. Shit. <laughs> Shit. Um, okay. okay, so the this is, I'm going to read the title and then two options. You guess which one. Here's the first one. It's called A Low Note. Is this about... Or does the, does the girl in this? Uh, wow, I can't. I should. <laughs> like, is this about? Option A: She whacks her crush in the balls while performing a karaoke duet. Option B: She throws up on all the hot guys in choir. A low note. Oh, so, um, so you gotta guess which one happens. I'm going to say it's B. Because I'm hoping to hear a story about how she fucking <laughs> ralphed on a bunch of dudes. 
Okay, here's the story. On my way to choir class, I started to feel a little queasy. I went to see the nurse, but she gave me crackers and bubbly water and sent me on my way. In the choir room, I took my spot in the bleachers, a row above the boys everyone in our grade is into. I was feeling okay until we started to do our do-re-mi warm-up. I made it to the second round, but then I opened my mouth and threw up all over the guys. Mm. I was so humiliated. I ran back to the nurse to tell her I told you so, and now I'm forever known as the girl who barfed on the grade's hottest guys. I don't believe the hottest guys are in choir. Definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> the hottest guys. The hottest guys singing like madrigals. Right. Although, oh. you know, in, in middle school, like, no seeing anybody hot. on stage. Right, that's true. In our memory, you're like, oh, that guy was so hot. And then you're yeah. like, oh, God. No, no one everywhere. is hot in middle school. <laughs> no one is hot in middle school. Were you cool in middle school? Um, I am a very special case. I, uh, I guess... Okay, I was not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but this is actually a big part of who I am. So I, uh, still to this day, but a lot, very much when I was younger. And this, you know what? This is kind of a confession. Oh, okay. Uh, I suffer, and no, suffer is very intense. I I'm have, so excited for what you're about to say. Because <laughs> well, I have OCD. <laughs> I have like obsessive compulsive disorder. Okay. <laughs> Wow, now I take that back. I, I like, know. I'm so excited, I'm so excited about excited. your OCD. Um, I definitely have this. Uh, and for those of you who don't know, it mm-hmm. is like a... Like a... I don't know if I want to... Well, talk about something that's misrepresented in Hollywood. OCD is something that's Oh, not, sure. Right? Because well, I feel like if you see movies and TV, it's, it's always about like being neat or like... Yes, or not on true the at all. So, the, so for those of you who have OCD or... Like so, for those of you who don't know what OCD is, for me, my situation, and I've definitely I've been diagnosed and I see a therapist for it. Uh, the way I um, define it is somebody who uh, needs control, mm-hmm. and somebody who is afraid of losing uh, control and fear of change and fear of. Um, yeah, for the most part, it's like somebody who wasn't at a young age. Was never taught the skills to be to cope to cope with change and to cope with uh, lack of co- uh, control, and so what happens is the human brain develops mm-hmm. these like little uh, I don't know how to describe it little traditions little things little uh, and I'll get to the specifics of it little things that help them cope with change. For example, when I was younger, I used to always. I couldn't uh, turn the TV off unless it was on channel 22. Okay. And if, yeah, like yeah. stuff like that. No, I, I had stuff like that when I was younger. I have ADHD, mm-hmm. which is different, but there's some crossover, I think. But when I was younger, I would do things like, uh, you know, like the, I guess this is kind of a cliche one, but cr- like walk in a certain way where I had to count my steps in between cracks. And if they're wrong, I would go back and do it exactly. again. Exactly. But I, I kind of grew out of it, but I understand that because it came from a, I think it came from a feeling of like, Okay, I need things to be in order yes. and for it to be right and for me to know exactly what's going to come next. Exactly. And to this day, I have the same anxieties and same fears of change and lucid control. But because years of being aware of it and learning how to cope with it, I'm like much better. I don't like like and look, you know what? <laughs> it's so funny. The confession I'm going to tell you is nowhere near as big as this confession. But like this should be the confession. Yeah, this is very interesting. Uh, but like there were like I wouldn't change my underwear. Like it's like a serious thing. Yeah. And th- you know what? This is the first time I think I've ever <laughs> confessed that. 
yeah, I wouldn't change my underwear sometimes because I was like so um, afraid of like the concept of change. Like, oh, if I change my underwear, like I had such a good day in this underwear. Okay. Uh, thanks. Uh, so with that said, leading to me in middle school was I had long hair when I was in middle school. Okay. And I looked like a girl. And a lot of it had to do with that I liked a it. A woman? No, I was kidding. Oh, yeah. It was a girl. It was definitely a girl. <laughs> You're like in middle school looking like a woman. Yeah. Full grown woman. <laughs> That's my version of a woman. I just like look like a beautiful 38-year-old woman. <laughs> just like playing basketball uh-huh. in my backyard. Uh, like Catherine Zeta-Jones. All right. Enough of that bit. <laughs> so I used to have long hair. And a lot of it was I liked how it looked, but a big chunk of it was I was afraid of cutting it because sure. I was afraid of uh, what would happen if I cut it. Mm-hmm. And uh, it. Whoa. whoa! Did you hear that? I did hear that. It I just re- sounded like a sex noise. Listener, if you heard that, somebody made it. I don't think anybody era. would he, from the. I don't think it picked up on the audio, but yeah, for the listeners, we both just heard a moan. It just sounded like. <laughs> it did. Sound and then like went away. That. We're waiting to hear more sex news. Anyway, where was I? Yes. So I <laughs> wouldn't change my underwear. <laughs> so I no, I didn't have I didn't, I wouldn't cut my hair because I was afraid of what would happen if I did cut my hair. And uh, so throughout the middle school years, I was kind of known as the the boy who looks like a girl, and people called me mm. Pocahontas. That's so uh, mean. But. With that said, and I, this is something I take pride in, I, I do, I am a very positive person. Uh-huh. And I kind of embraced it. Yeah. And I was like, and this is, I guess, a big part of why I do comedy is I learned as a survival skill, I was like, if they're going to make fun of the way I look and I kind of like have to, like, in a weirder sense, have to look like this, like, fuck it. I'll laugh with them. Sure. So I kind of like made jokes like... I, I it, like it was so weird. Like I, it didn't. I was never upset when they called me Pocahontas. Mm-hmm. I just thought I was like, oh, that's such a like. Why are they making fun of the way I look? <laughs> like I guess that's I very look, mature. Yeah, yeah. Like I, yeah, it sounds like they were immature, but, and you were able to see past that. Yes, and I it definitely like it taught me a lot of, and it's true. Like at a very young age. I was aware that people only made fun of you because they were insecure. And that was like a lesson I was like, and I, till this day, I always like, people are only mean, honestly, and attack other people because they have themselves be scorned. Yeah. So in a weird, like fucked up empathetic way, I'm like, oh, that sucks that you're like making fun of me. Like, it's like, oh, like, I'm sorry that you're angry and I'm sorry that yeah. you're like. <laughs> I'm sorry that you're making fun of me. Um, wow, that's that's super mature. I mean, I feel like it. I mean, I'm probably still learning that. I mean, I, like I know that, but it, as an adult, I still often will get my feelings hurt, and then I have to take a step back and be like, "Oh, my feelings are hurt, but yeah. it, that person's probably hurt, and that's why they're trying to hurt my yeah, feelings." And don't get me wrong, like don't like, be, like I'm plenty of things have been said to me that hurt my feelings, and I think it's important to obviously address that and aware it and also address it to the person who said that to you yeah that's true Um, so often we just bottle it up instead of just saying like hey that hurt did you are you trying to hurt me like what's going on but like definitely like a way that i like dealt with it was just like 
they're only saying that because they themselves are like not happy. Like sure. they are not happy with the way they look. Uh, so it's not my problem. Uh, and now there, and then the way I got over all this stuff, uh, in terms of like these little like habits that I did mm-hmm. is because I just like over time learned that you can't control life. Yeah. You can't control change. The only thing you control is how it affects you. That's true. Uh, and I took pride and like not pride. I took like a lesson in that and I wanted to like, and I'm always learning how to grow in that. So there are times even in this modern day, in this modern day where like <laughs> I, I result to like little habits. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, why do why am I doing this? Uh, but sometimes it's okay. Like I think there's a difference between tradition and things that make you feel good. Like when I am having a bad day, there's definitely things I like to do because I know they'll make me feel better. And the routine of it makes me oh. feel better. But then I'm also able to um, now like let go a little. So you kind of pick and choose what 100%. you're going to let go oh, of. Oh, yeah. That's the, like you should be doing things that make you feel good. <laughs> The difference is, like, if you're doing something that, like, in your head is causing you to feel safe because if, like, if I brush my teeth, my teeth, my t- my if tweet. I brush my teeth for exactly, like, 45 seconds, then I'm going to have a good day tomorrow. That's unhealthy. That's yes, not real. Yes, I agree. Um, yeah, I think, well, yeah, I want to add one more thing to that because you were talking about good luck and earlier, and I think to tie it back together, I used to feel like... I need. I was obsessed with good luck charms. Like mm-hmm. if I just get something, I'd be like this has usually with something with glitter on. I'd be like, this is good luck. But um, I think a lot of my coping came with like came from my mom. You know, she was well, she had her own issues, but she was like would get very mean sometimes, and yeah. then I never knew what I was gonna get. So if I had to tell her something, I thought she was gonna get mad at me for. I would bring a good luck charm with me, Amazing. and it was my way of being like I have control now because. It's my, in my hands how my mom's going to react. And obviously now as an adult, I can look back and think like, oh, it's probably because I was so afraid. Like I didn't feel secure. Yeah. And it's funny because it's literally the person who is whose job is to feel, make you feel yeah. secure. So it's like, all right, if you're not going to, you're making me. Like un- she's supposed to be the good luck exactly. charm. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, weird. I've never talked about that. But yeah, I just suddenly thought of that because I had this. I, I remember distinctly once I broke a lamp and then I was so afraid my mom was going to get mad. And so I got this little magic eraser, like a glittery eraser. Yeah. And then I just told her and she was like happy I was honest. And I was yeah. convinced it was because I had the eraser with me. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, I, would, I think that was a very interesting. I know. Conversation. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, again, the confession I'm telling you is like not a big deal. But that like I've never told. There's hey, there's no confession too big or too small okay did you have anything you wanted to tell me today i do uh (laughs) yeah so and you're right no confession is big or small they're all they're all little secrets that we keep from ourselves and this was the first thing you thought of because i i remember Mm -hmm. we ran into each other at a show um a few days ago and when i mentioned this this was the first thing you thought of so Mm -hmm. there must be some importance to it whether or not now you think it's Bigger or smaller than what we talked about. Sure. It's something you've carried with you. Uh, yes. So when I was a young child, uh, I forgot the age I was in, but I was playing at my friend Mark's house. Uh-huh. I'm not going to say his last name. I also it. had a friend named Mark when I was a child. Wow. Whoa, weird. So much in common. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so when I was young, uh, I had a friend named Mark, and Mark had a bunch of toys, action figures. And there was this like one action figure. It was just a, 
a hockey player. And honestly, it wasn't even like a cool action figure. Do you remember those like hockey, like it was kind of like a foosball games? Like, oh, yes. Like the little hockey yes, players. Yes, it's like, was it a little like. Something like that, yeah. Okay. It was literally a hockey player from that that broke off. <laughs> and there was something in my head that was like, this is so cool. I want this. But he has it. And I stole it from him. I <gasps> stole this toy from, from my, his house. From his house, my friend Mark. And I think about that. I felt so bad. Like I immediately took it and like I felt so bad when I got home. I was like, I can't believe I didn't tell him. Uh I like I stole a fucking toy from my friend. And it's and I think about that a lot because it's like, why did I do that? <laughs> Did he notice? Did anyone say anything? I think, um, I'm trying to remember how it would end in. He didn't notice at all, but I bel- I remember. Wow, so he sounds like he has a lot of toys. He, he, he was also very, he was uh, very rich. <laughs> so um, you, he didn't notice. Your friend was very wealthy. He was very wealthy. And, and it wasn't like a stick it to the man thing. It, it was completely selfishness. It was completely just like, I want this toy. I'm going to just take it. And I remember coming home and being riddled with guilt. And I remember how do you walk out of a kid's house? Because like you don't put, have purses or bags. I just put my fucking jeans oh, ha- pocket oh, or whatever. Wow. I just put my pocket. I don't remember. Again, it was like so long ago. Like so, I don't remember the like emotional like. Sure, sure. Like I don't remember the Danny Ocean <laughs> aspect of. Yeah, you it. don't have the blueprints anymore. What I do remember in terms of like emotional effect from my past is I remember being in my room that night and being so like, I can't believe I did this. Like, I can't believe I stole. Like it didn't make me enjoy the toy whatsoever. And I remember like, just <laughs> literally it's like the entire night. I didn't enjoy the toys presence. Cause I was just constantly <laughs> like, just like, Oh fuck. Like what the fuck? It did? Well, I didn't say what the fuck, but I remember being like, Scared that he was going to be mad at me. Scared that he was going to find out. And also just like it felt like I, I remember feeling bad. And we were talking about this when we saw each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of like at that age, you're testing things. Yeah. And I, I think this was the first time because I, I was not a bad kid. I wasn't like mean. I wasn't like a piece of shit to my parents. But it was this was definitely my first like fro- foray into like just trying something different, right? <laughs> and it sucked. And I <laughs> and I remember being it's so like we were saying it's like when you like that's like when you touch something that's hot, you learn not to yeah, touch it again. Yeah, you learn, and it's just it's interesting how internally th- there is a sense of guilt that comes up because it's like where does that come from? But maybe there like I always think of that Shakespeare quote like there's no right. Uh, oh no! I th- never mind. That's wrong. There's no good or bad, but thinking makes it so. Is uh-huh. Really cool. uh-huh. Which is, I do kind of believe, like it's more. An, I lean on the nihilistic side, but I also do think once you put the structures of society around us, we do kind of have to bounce back and forth between these boundaries. So yeah. I do think it's interesting. Like you're so influenced by, like you've already kind of like, absorbed what society thinks is right or wrong. That you even yeah. when you can get away with something, you still feel bad about it. Oh yeah, it's crazy. Like. And I'm trying to figure out how it was resolved. I think I never confessed. Oh, clearly. I never like told Did them. Did your I st- parents notice you had a new toy? 
I definitely didn't tell my parents, and I definitely didn't tell any other friends, and I definitely didn't tell him. I think I'm trying. I remember there was some result. I think I either the next time I came over to his house, I like I like threw it back. I like there. I, yeah, I think I kind of just like like weaselly got away with it. I think I just like I was like the next time I hang out with Mark, I'm gonna give him back the toy. Uh, and I think that's how it ended. Uh, or I might have kept it forever. I, <laughs> but I remember emotionally feeling resolved. Clearly not. But I remember back in the day, I was just like, yeah, it's done with. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> you you justified it at the time. So you could live, for sh- for sure. live with it. But now that I'm thinking about it, there's also a possibility that I didn't. You just kept it. <laughs> yeah, but I, I guess I might have just like told myself, like, it's just, it's fine. Move but sometimes on. people do that. Like, speaking of lying, like, as adults, people lie all the time, but convince themselves that they're justified mm-hmm. and do it so well that, like, oh. it almost, ma- like, when I've gotten in arguments, with pe- like, mostly in relationships, when people lie and it's so clearly a lie and later... You'd be like, well, this is a lie and let's move past it. But instead of just being admitting to it, they'll like do this roundabout way. Because sometimes you have to convince yourself because yeah. I think people don't want to be liars. Yeah. And so when they're confronted with something bad they've done, they just are like, well, I did this and this and this and this. And this is why that was OK. To quote my friend Solomon, an asshole hates being called an asshole. That's true. Like they will do everything they can to. Like, like. It's narcissism. It's like they all do everything yeah. they can to to be seen in a good light. Called, yeah, exactly. To be called out for what they did. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I I I have a similar experience where I stole like jelly roll pens from a classmate's desk, and I used to be like the jelly roll queen. I had like so <laughs> I had so oh, many. Yeah, <laughs> have you heard of me? I'm yeah, with your that work. was me, <laughs> queen of the jelly rolls. <laughs> But they, I don't know why. Like, uh, yeah, I noticed the <laughs> hundreds of jelly roll pens in your apartment. Yeah, this uh, studio you meet. No. Yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, it's covered in jelly roll pens. But I. Remind me, jelly roll pens are the ones that are like. They're like brightly cov- colored. Sometimes you can, um, you can like draw over it with another one and it'll change colors. Whoa. Yeah, but they sold them in, the, I like, I don't even know what they're called. They must just be called stationary stores, but they're these like. <laughs> Kind of like Asian-owned stationery stores yes. that have like little tchotchkes. Yes. Okay, we had definitely had that in my town. Yeah, like little Sanrio stationery toys. And a lot um, of um, uh, uh, Hello Kitty like Botsmaru. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is? Oh, you call it? Car- oh, the frog. Karopi. Ka- yeah. I call. Yeah, I think his you name was Karopi. Right. Karopi was the frog. Botsmaru was the penguin, and Hello yeah. Kitty was the cat. And there were the Twinkle Twins, which I liked because I was the twin. I remember that was all over the stationery store in our mm-hmm. town. But basically, they sold pens like this, and I collected them to the point where I had like bags of them, like over a hundred pens. And then when I went to summer camp, people would like when we're signing. Um, oh hell yeah! Like you hearts. know, the, yeah, I mean, they're signing like keep in touch. They would always come to me to be like, "Can I borrow your pen collection?" I'm like. Those okay. pens, those pens were made to make hearts. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but I, so then this this guy, his name was Chesley Douglas. His name was Chesley. The second, I think, or the third, I don't remember. But oh my yeah, God. I know. <laughs> was he made by like a rich person generator? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, <name> yeah. Generator? <laughs> he was, was. Yeah, talk about wealthy. Yeah, maybe there was some sort of inferiority complex sure. in my mind. But it was also so he. I saw him riding with these jelly rolls that I really wanted. 
and I think part of me was like, he has pens. Like, I'm I'm the pen person. All but right. yeah, basically, I saw it in his desk, and then when everyone went to like reading time, I was like, I forgot my book inside, and then went in and just snatched it from his desk, <gasps> put it in my backpack. And then when I went home, my mom saw them and was like, where'd you get these? And I said, I Damn. borrowed it from my friend. And then I had to hide so them. you lied also. I lied. And I hid them. And I did feel really guilty. Mm. And actually, again, I can't remember if I put them back. Like, it's weird because of my memory. I'm like, I must have put them back. Yes. But I, I actually don't know if I did. Teresa, I had literally this. I was just like, you know what? I'm pretty sure, like, I gave it back. And then I was like, I don't think I did. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I put them back. But I'm like, I may not have... But I do remember feeling guilty, and I, I think I either hid them for a while yeah. and then maybe rotated them in my collection, but, like, slowly yeah. or something. Yeah, it's weird because I can see both memories clearly in my mind. One version where I did the right thing and one version where I did it. It's so <laughs> I don't funny. know. I don't know. Which I one? Wish, I wish I could say that you and I both did the right thing, but it's very possible <laughs> we didn't. Yeah, but I've never stole from a friend again. Yeah. Or enemy, I guess, but... Uh, yeah, yeah, again, I try... I re- Like, I try to be as good of a person I could be all the time because I think... Actually, this question for... I have a question for you. Sure. Do you think people are naturally good? No, I don't. But I do think that we're... I mean, this kind of goes back to, like, Diderot philosophy, I think, mm-hmm. where we kind of subscribe to the... Social contract? Mm-hmm. Is that Diderot? Yeah, I would. F- I feel like an asshole if that's wrong. Anyways, it's one of those French guys. Listen, to <laughs> you, you guys, please tweet. Please correct me. Yeah, P- please th- tweet. Please hate correct me. Um, but no, the social contract, which I I do kind of believe in that, which is like you know we do live in a society with rules, and so they're not all right, but they're created for sa- to give us a feeling of safety and security. Mm-hmm. So I think if you grow up in that, it does kind of seep in, and when you stray from that and you get away with it yeah. i think it leaves you with a bad feeling and i think the bad feeling comes from not wanting someone else to take advantage because you want to feel safe and secure yeah and f- wanted and like you're yeah. meaningful yes yeah, so i i believe in good in that sense like i believe mm-hmm. we all have the capability of good yes or at least the good that we're thinking of the good as our society that has agreed on i think everybody has a capability to be good yeah but i don't i don't really think you're born with anything I think you're kind of just born. You're just born, and then whatever happens to you, happens to you. Yeah, you're born into it. Because if you're born into a society where people, like, believe in chaos, Mm -hmm. there's some good in following that order, right? Yeah. But everything, I think, there is order to everything, even chaos. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like, (laughs) there has to be order, because that's how we understand things you know that's how our brains comprehend the only reason why we know what chaos is is because of order it's like oh that's what chaos is (laughs) i also believe in balance i i I don't really like subscribe to any real religion or philosophy but i guess the closest thing to that is probably buddhism Mm -hmm. but i don't know enough to super talk about it but i know like um or like i guess the chinese yin and yang kind of talks about that but just like balance in the world i do think there is that because yeah, like we're saying, anytime something bad happens, I do think there's good to offset it. And anytime I've kind of like gone too far one way, like mm-hmm. I'm like, I've tried out the whole like, I'm going to be a villain. And then exactly. I'm like, oh, I don't like, like no, that. No, no, I'm yeah. Return to that. Yeah. But but I do think there is no way to control it. And this is something I still deal with now because I, I mean, I go to therapy too. And some of this comes like, I'm actually in the process of getting official ADHD diagnosis. So I had oh, the psychiatrist nice. tell me. Uh, but now I have to do like as an adult, you have to do yeah, another you do thing. Te- yeah, yeah. 
but um for me a lot of like it's yeah yeah I'm trying to think of how to say this like me I still want control even though now I'm in the process of knowing that I can't have it Mm -hmm. so when I have like a really hard time like if things are in chaos like I was just moving and like I'm in between jobs that's when I lash out the most and, and try to like cope um but now what I do instead of like going to bad habits is I just like I give myself little things like we were talking about letting yourself do a few routines. Like I'll do a couple things I like, like I go get boba tea when I'm having a bad day. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not harmful. And that's also not bad for my wallet. Like it's like five bucks. Whereas I used to be like, well, I'm going to run my credit card up and go shopping. Cause then it feels like in that moment, it's like, it's like cutting. It feels like Mm -hmm. I don't have any money. So I'm going to spend a lot of money. Exactly. That's that's not good. So I don't really do that now, (laughs) but I used to do that a lot. I think. Yeah. (laughs) So. And it's funny because it's it's like to get a feeling. It's like to, mm-hmm. to, you're trying to get a specific feeling. Um, yeah, I I personally think I kind of agree with you. I used to be Mister like, oh, I think people are naturally good and like, but now I'm like kind of the same boat as you, where it's like I feel that people are neither; they're just people, and I think it's very easy to be angry mm-hmm. and it's very easy to um, be scared and be hurt. And I think those feelings tend to make people to do bad and evil things. Yeah. <laughs> well, do you, and uh, I think do you believe everyone's capable of good? hundred uh, percent. I think even like, I mean, is there a point where you can go too far? Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like, I I don't like Donald Trump. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like I don't think Donald Trump is a good guy at all and I and I will never think he'll like do a, like I'm sure he's like nice to his fucking kids. I'm sure he's well, actually I heard some stories that he's bad to his kids. Yeah, I can't imagine he's a good dad. Yeah. But like that's what like so like uh, yeah, he's probably not a great dad, but there was like this woman that he had an affair with and had, like one of the not Stormy Daniels but this other woman. And like her interview was just like he is a sweet and caring man, and then it's like you change the channel, and he's just like, <laughs> <laughs> like making fun of like this disabled people, and you know. Oh yeah, well we were talking about people like being insecure. I mean, he's a great example oh, of like. I mean, I mean, he makes me so mad, but also, I mean, I'm not so big that I can uh, really look past it yet because I'm like, oh, it's affecting me. But I do think like people like that are the most capable of being sweet in, s- in intimate moments because, they, I mean, ugh, I don't want to be like he's a hurt man because mm-hmm. he's so awful. And I do think at a certain point you have a responsibility yes. to people. So he's, it's not excusing any of his actions. Yes. And in fact, quite the opposite. I think he's actually more accountable yes. because he's an adult man and he should have learned these lessons as a child. But he was But like, he hasn't. Yeah. But as an adult, uh, I do think so much of that comes from a place of being insecure and hurt. And oh, yeah. I can also see that in an intimate moment when he feels finally safe or whatever, exactly. he, he might be like very nice. With that said, <laughs> but I it doesn't excuse him at all. Well, the thing, <laughs> so this is what I was trying to say. Like I, I don't, I like, I'm, I'm not, what I'm, <laughs> well, I do think we're supposed to learn these lessons as a, you're as supposed to learn these lessons as a kid and you're yeah. not, and then you're like, so this is what I, my final stance <laughs> is. No. So this is what I think. I feel like there are more, negative and angry people in this world and there are positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think 
positivity and positive people, uh, especially now. I think there's a moment in this time that we need to, and I hate to say it, fight. Like, I really think that there is a weird responsibility that I think, I think a lot of the world is scared. I think a lot of the world, which is a reason why a lot of the Western countries are voting conservative. Sure. And it's like, it's just a lot of people are scared and I don't, and I think it's just like a, I think it's just like a wave in energy. And I feel like there's a time when people who are positive and people who are like confident in people need to, in a weird fucking way, fight back. Yeah. No, I agree. I don't fight think being positive and being a good person is mutually exclusive from yes. like like being aggressive uh-huh. like you can i mean you can be aggressively positive but you can also fight for what you care about without um without well like without hurting someone but i i, I think well like the democrats for example mm-hmm. like i think a lot of people that, I, I love how they got into politics <laughs> i don't know how but i feel like no but i, I think about this a lot the democrats so the republicans will do whatever they can to win. And that and by that I mean like fucking over every single person that's not a like a rich white person. Democrats are these people who are half people who like are trying their best to make the world a better place and help those who need help and half <laughs> half also people who want to win. And half people who yeah. want to win. And that like that the fact that there's like these the fact that we're fighting within ourselves that is making us weak is the reason why fucking Donald Trump is president. And again, I have no idea what the fuck I'm talking about. I am talking about my ass. <laughs> I'm talking all this No, but you're ass. speaking your truth because I think the problem with people not fighting is a lot of people are most norm, not normal, most uh, civilians who aren't in politics get afraid to say something they and that's and be wrong but i think yeah. we gotta get over that you what your opinion is valid what you're saying is how you feel and and let's say you get a fact wrong whatever then someone will tell you and then and then you'll know thank you so i think i think we have to be active if yeah. we if we all sit back and say like oh it's not our job be, and we don't want to be wrong yeah then someone will take advantage of us i a thing i constantly think about especially in these times uh is so my grandparents all my grandparents were in the holocaust uh, oh, I didn't know that. All my grandparents were in the Holocaust. Um, what side? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, all sides, <laughs> baby. Uh, bless you. The dog sneezed. Um, all my parents were in the Holocaust, and the majority of my family died in the Holocaust. And, I mean, I could go for hours talking about this, but it really affected my grandparents. Uh, my grandpa was in a concentration camp, and he got out. My grandparents, like my grandma lived in the woods for three years as a 13 year old with her 16 year old sister escaping the Nazis while her, literally her family died, like her parents Mm -hmm. and everything. Uh, And uh, not to mention like a lot of, you know, the Jewish people, a lot of the like 6 million Jews died. Yeah. And I remember learning this in middle school. And like learning this in Hebrew school and like learning of this stuff. And I remember thinking to myself, like, they just let this happen? <laughs> like, it's so crazy to me. I was like, this just happened? And like, no one was like, stop. And, you know, it, there are so many genocides that are happening 
on a on the reg, and I feel like we have. It's, and now there seems like a time that Nazis are coming back. I feel like we yeah, just in L.A. There was oh yeah, just in the L.A. Proud this Boys fucking thing. Or whatever. We ha- like good people, people who are confident with who they are, happy people. If you're listening to this, the time is now yeah, to fight, fight against like like scared people like angry scared people and i don't know and i wish i knew what that means but like we have to do everything we can to make sure that scared people aren't in charge yeah and we don't let it get to the point where the weak uh follow along or whatever because the 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 right and wrong has been so mutilated that we don't even know like that's very clear now right we can look back and be like this obviously the holocaust is bad all this stuff is bad but like what's so scary to me is when the whole barometer changes like why are, we're already saying okay to so much of what like i don't know what donald trump's lies like 10 years ago would have been like that's crazy yeah. and so we're already letting so much slide so. yeah and like so example i mean this is gonna probably come out like in a few like weeks a few weeks later yeah. from what happened but in los angeles it was the bar yes and a bunch of like yeah uh, if you guys aren't aware of what happened this this yeah, just happened and this, hap- this just happened so right now it's probably like God knows what's happening. Like when this podcast comes out, <laughs> what other <laughs> stories happening? But, uh, but yeah, there was like a bunch of like alt right people who like I guess are, are kind of like a Nazi. Like they call themselves Nazis. They're called the Proud Boys. They went to a popular bar, the Griffin, I believe, mm-hmm. and a lot of like uh, bar patrons fought back, and there was like a big fight. And it's so weird. Like I'm not a, f- I'm not like a angry person i'm not like a physical person but i get it i'm like i don't want these people to fucking run the show yeah and i don't know what to do because like i don't know if physical violence is the way but just like do your research find out who to give your money to in order to make like the right people in charge and just don't yeah. sit on your butt is what i'm saying don't do nothing don't do nothing use your positivity and your confidence for good the dog, <laughs> the dog is riled up. Yes, he's really yes. riled up. He probably yes. What are you going to do to make this world a better place? <laughs> well, th- this is. I think that's a good note to end on. I, it, <laughs> it might not be no, but I think. I mean, it's like you know, it's truthful, and I think yeah. It, you know, <laughs> and Mushu agrees. Dude, I bet you Mushu is inspired by my I, words. He thinks he's inspired. I also think his his butt is inspired to poop. <laughs> <laughs> that's Look, what he needs to do. Mushu, I hear your butt's truth. <laughs> Let your let it go. Let it go. Uh, well, where can people find you, Yoni? Uh, you can find me on all sorts of the places. Um, my website, yoniloton.com. I'm going to be in a Netflix show, Russian Dolls. What? It's coming out, I believe, in February. Uh, and yeah, follow me on Twitter at Yoni Time. Follow me on Instagram at Yoni Loton. Uh, the dog is <laughs> running all over the place. But yeah, just find me. Yeah, find him. He's he's blowing up. I love you. You probably yeah. You, I you, love you'll, you you'll find him. He's all over. Um. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thank uh, you for I having really me. Enjoyed all the stories we talked about. You can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod on Instagram, and we have a Patreon. patreoncom slash pod. You can. I just changed it so you can now join and be a member for just one dollar. So that's like nothing. Yeah. To do it. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Fight the fears. Fight the fears. Bye.